So today's message is entitled Yohanan, whose name is John. Yohanan is his Hebrew name. Yeshua's messenger, okay? And if you'd like to turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11. I'll get there in a few moments, but the Lord said to give more background of what's going on in this in the, in the introduction, okay? So I'm not going to be asking you to look at these portions here. Yohanan and his work anticipated the coming king of the Messiah Yeshua, the kingdom, fulfilling the Tanakh's predictions of an approaching king. That's why Yohanan was called. It was, there was many prophecies throughout scripture speaking about Yohanan and then him coming before the Lord and doing the work of the Lord. He was the one to proclaim. And that's found first in, in this portion of scripture in Matthew 3, 1 through 6. You don't have to turn there. It was during these days that Yohanan the Immerser arrived in the desert of Yehuda, Judah, and began proclaiming the message. And what was the message? Turn from your sins to God. What is the message that America needs to hear, and especially the congregations in America need to hear? Turn from your sins and turn toward God. If we want to see true revival, it doesn't matter who is elected this fall. And I say that from the bottom of my heart. Because if Yeshua is sitting on the throne of your lives, whoever the Lord allows to become the next president of the United States or governor or what have you, mayor, dog catcher, it does not matter. The Lord ordains who the leaders are to be. So we as people of God are not to walk in fear, but we're to vote our conscience when that day comes. All right? Vote your conscience. Allow the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, to teach you and show you who to vote for. Amen? But you know, once all the ballots are cast, don't be in dread whoever is elected. Because it is God that does, has the mind and the hearts of those he places in authority for such a time as this. That's why in scripture it says to do what? To pray for those who the Lord has set over us. Amen? And that's all I'm going to share about politics today. Back to the message. Turn from your sins to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. That was Yohanan's message. Very, very simple. How near is it? It's at a beck and cry. And you know how that, that happens? By when we see that we are sinners and there's no hope for, for us. And we cry out to God, God help me in such a state that I am. And I tell you this, as a believer who's mature in the Lord, I know this, that if I am not able to confess that to the Lord every day, then I'm walking in my own self-righteousness. If we're to be real people and to be honest and to be fulfilling the calling that God has called us, we should abhor any sin in our lives, both in thought, deed, things that are done in secret. Amen? That's what this, the word says. That's what the good news is all about. So let us continue. This was a man that Yeshayahu, which is Isaiah, was talking about when he said, and here's Isaiah 43, the voice of someone crying out in the desert, prepare the way for Adonai, make straight the paths for him. Alan shared that in the Torah reading a few weeks ago about that those who went out, they had to prepare, they had to get things in order so that when the king came, the road would be straight. And there would be nothing there bounding or hindering him to go and to sit upon his throne. 
So let us continue. Yohanan wore clothes of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locusts and wild honey. Think about that. Sometimes in America we think, well, what, what proves that you are a great man or woman or God is how much stuff you have. Think about this. God's messenger was sent to live in the wilderness. And what was his food? Locusts. All right? After Shabbat service ends today, we're going to go to that new restaurant, that new Middle Eastern restaurant that's called Yohanan's. And we're going to be dining on. There's only two things to choose off the menu here, my brothers and sisters. That is locusts and wild honey. That's spiritual food. And it was sufficient enough for Yohanan, so it should be sufficient enough for all God's people. Amen? I didn't hear too many amens. Let's continue. People went out to him from Jerusalem and from all Yehuda, that is Judah, and from the whole region of Yarden, which is a Jordan, confessing their sins. Did you hear that? Because the word that he preached, they openly confessed their sins. Those who truly knew that they were sinners and lost in their sins. Let's continue. Confessing their sins, they were immersed by him in the Arden River, which is a very, very typical way of preparing yourself to bring your sacrifices to the temple to be offered. You had to go through a time of immersion. This is not brand new replacement church theology here, my brothers and sisters. This was a common practice of all Jewish people. Before they brought their sacrifice before the temple or before the Levite, if they were far living from the temple, they had to go through a ritual bath, a mikvah. Okay? And why was they bring, bringing the sacrifices? To be a temporary covering over their sin. So when you share the good news of Yeshua with a Jewish person who does, does, has not accepted Yeshua, you have to talk to them about sin. And if they're not willing to repent of their sins, there is no salvation. Amen? It's not through Torah observance or doing good and bad and saying, well, this time of year during Yom Kippur, my good works outweigh my bad works. No. It's through the confession of sin. Let's continue. Malachi 3.1, it says, Look, I'm sending my messenger to clear the way before me, the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. Yes, the messenger of the covenant in whom you take such delight. Look, here he comes, says Adonai Zavaot. Then I will approach you for judgment, and I will be quick to witness against sorcerers, adulterers, and prejurers, prejurers against those who take advantage of wage earners, widows, and orphans, against those who rob the foreigner of his rights, and do not fear me, says Adonai Zavaot, the Lord of hosts. But because I, Adonai, do not change, you sons of Yaakov will not be destroyed. See, that's a promise out of Malachi. This is laying the foundation. Because I tell you, many people who live in the Western society, they just read Matthew and try to discern what's going on just in the book of Matthew. God has given us the whole word of God. It balances and it lays foundation. So it's foundation stone built upon foundation stone. So now here we are in Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. And after Yeshua had finished instructing the 12 Talmudim, that is the disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns nearby. Meanwhile, Yohanan the Immerser, who had been put in prison, 
heard what the Messiah had been doing. So he sent a message to him through his Talmudim, asking, are you the one who has come, or should we look for someone else? Now, Western society's mind thought, it seems like this. He's in desperation. He's in fear. But what this question is he's asking is he's now focusing on now that there's a different portion in his ministry. He's now in prison. He was a man of wide open spaces. He was a man of freedom who walked underneath the anointing and the calling of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. He was unbound, but now he knew, just like Samson, he was now bound for the purposes and the will of Abba, Father God. Notice he does not make a play and say, cousin Yeshua, because Yohanan and Yeshua were cousins. He did not use his family influence and say, come and set me free. Because he knew where he was, was in the center will of Abba, Father God. So when he's asking this question, it's not out of fear, but is there to be the, now put a focal point? Because you know what? Yohanan has Talmudim. He has disciples that are following after him. But he knows that his ministry, as Yohanan says, Yeshua must increase, but I must decrease. Now a mature brother or sister in the Lord who serve God in any form of leadership should be able to recognize at times when the Lord decreases you in areas of ministry. And you have to allow our brother or sister for you to come alongside them and to increase them and give them opportunities. Otherwise, the baton will never be passed. That is what is happening here. The baton is being passed from Yohanan to Yeshua. And so Yohanan knows this, that his days are coming to the end. And so what he wants to do is cement this in the minds and the hearts of his Talmudim. Because he knows that in his future, he's going to die. Think about that. He was the very first martyr of the kingdom of heaven being birthed in the hearts of men and women on the earth. He was exalted to that position. How many of us have earnestly, and I want to see a raise of hands, been earnestly praying for our brothers and sisters in Messiah who've been, who've been placed as martyrs, become martyrs in the Middle East and throughout the world? They were given God's grace and mercy to be martyrs. They are chosen to do that. And that's why I've not seen all the depictions, but I've seen some of the depictions of these men that were being led out. And many of you have seen that video. And the peace that passes all understanding was ruling and reigning in their hearts. So was Yohanan now. Because the peace of God that passes all understanding was ruling and reigning in his heart. So now he wanted this to be cemented out here so that the, what, what he asked this question, he asked it, and hear it again, are you the one who has come, or should we look for someone else? It would appear to his Talmudim, Yohanan's Talmudim, that he's, now he's in doubt and despair, but he's not. The facts, the foundation stones are being laid. Because what we'll hear next, you'll see, 
why it's being laid. And Yeshua answered, go tell Yohanan. And who is Yeshua speaking to? But Yohanan's Talmudim, his disciples. Who are probably questioning their hearts. Isn't he your cousin? Hasn't he been doing God's will? Is he not a prophet of God? Why don't you go and set him free? But Yeshua says, answered, go and tell Yohanan what you are hearing and seeing. The blind are seeing again and the lame are walking. So you know what came in their hearts and minds at this point? Not Matthew chapter, five, chapter 11 and 5, but Yeshayahu, which is Isaiah 35, 6 and 61, 1. That's the fulfillment of scripture. Continuing, the people with Zarat are to be cleansed. That is leprosy. That is fulfilling Isaiah 61.1. And the deaf are hearing. That is Isaiah 29.18.35 and 5. Next, the dead are being raised. That is Isaiah 61.1. And the good news is being told to the poor. And that is Isaiah 61.1 and 2. That's what is registering in Yohanan's Talmudim, hearts and minds. The scripture is coming alive. And it's undeniable this is cemented with hearts and minds. Continuing, verse 6. Now, blessed is anyone who's not offended by me. They were leaving, and Yeshua began speaking about Yohanan to the crowds. What did you go out to the desert to see? Reeds swaying in the breeze? No. Then what did you go out to see? Someone who is well-dressed? Well-dressed people live in king's palaces. New, so why do you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you that he is much more than a prophet. This is the one about who the Tanakh says. See, I'm sending out my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. That is Malachi 3.1. Verse 11. Yes, I tell you that among those born of woman, there has not arisen anyone greater than Yohanan the Immerser. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Continuing. From that time, Yohanan the Immerser, until now, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence. Yes, violent ones are trying to snatch it away. When Yeshua was born, what happened? Violent ones, Herod, wanted to put him down. Inspired by Hasatan, Satan himself. Continuing, for all the prophets in the Torah prophesied until Yohanan. They spoke of this one last prophet yet to come, who was Yohanan. Indeed, if you're willing to accept it, see, Yeshua is now laying out a doctrinal, theological twist out of your old thinking. He's trying now to pour in new wine into old wine skins here. Indeed, if you're willing to accept it, he is Eliyahu, Elisha, whose coming was predicted. For Yohanan operated in the power and the anointing of the spirit of Eliyahu. A lot of people miss this, but every Passover, 
Who do we set a place for? Eliyahu, Elijah, the prophet to come, because he's going to come to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Our Jewish people are waiting for that to happen. So here, Yohanan came in the spirit and power of Eliyahu. Let's continue here. And so Yeshua is trying to stretch the theology, stretch their thinking here. If you have ears, then hear. Right now they're standing before him, they're spellbound. I've never heard that before. I've never received that revelation. This rabbi is speaking in authority that I've never heard a rabbi speak ever before. I'm not speaking about myself, I'm speaking about Yeshua. That's what's going on in these people's minds and hearts. They are now translating from the first covenant into the new covenants. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Oh, what can I compare this generation with? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces, calling out to each other. We made happy music, but you would not dance. We made sad music, but you would not cry. For Yohanan came fasting and not drinking. So they say, he has a demon. But the Son of Man came, eating freely and drinking wine. So that they say, aha, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And who is standing next to Yeshua? But Matthew, the tax collector. Let's continue. Well, the proof of this wisdom is the action that it produces. And here's the commentary. All right? So sometimes I speak the commentary so strong that I've been told at times, it sounds like you're in the process of quoting scripture. I tell you this. Commentary can be judged. And that is the meat that has very, very close to the bones. And I tell you this, as you're discerning the word of God, man's or woman's commentary, you're to remove the, the meat, but spit out the bones. Doctrines of men. Let's continue in the commentary. Yohanan had introduced Yeshua to Israel, and now he was in prison. Would the kingdom of heaven come as predicted, or would it come in a different way? What kind of Messiah should they look for? Yohanan's life and how people reacted to him reveal their acceptance or rejection of Messiah Yeshua. People, either they'll receive you as your Yeshua's ambassador today. Think about this, my brothers and sisters. We are Yeshua's messengers for today. The Lord is not going to send Yohanan, the immerser, back to testify. We're the one to give testimony and to testify on behalf of Yeshua and the hope that is in us. And whether they would receive Yeshua as Messiah or be then ensured salvation or face condemnation of Messiah's judgment, for he's coming to judge. And you see, in the mind of those that were hearing Yeshua speak, they thought that he was going to walk into Jerusalem and push Herod off his throne and claim his right ownership as a son of David, ruling and reigning from Jerusalem, and that he was going to kick the Romans out of Israel. But that was not to take place at this time. 
All the people who heard him, even tax collectors, by undergoing Yohanan's immersion, acknowledged that Abba, Father God, was right. But the Pershim, which is the Pharisees and the Torah teachers, by not letting themselves be immersed by him, nullified themselves to Abba, Father God's plan. And I say this to you. There are modern-day Pharisees who are walking in their own righteousness, and there are modern-day Torah teachers. There is so much into Torah that they have abandoned Yeshua. And if they keep down that path, continue to abandon Yeshua and lifting up Torah above Yeshua, they are separating and nullifying their relationship with Yeshua, who is, in essence, literal salvation. I can't make it any more clear than that. Because we're going to be living in the times very, very soon where the third temple will be erected. And you'll see the Jewish people, the non-believing Jewish people, and those who are now become so Torah observant, they'll go flocking after the temple and the sacrifices. And that is why God is giving us the book of Messianic Jews, the book of Hebrews, to keep us balanced. Let's continue. Yohanan was Messiah Yeshua's messenger. He was a man of faith. He was also a man that was tested by the circumstances that when he was in prison. He looked for reassurance in the nature of Messiah, Yeshua, and the kingdom of heaven. They heard of his great works, of Yeshua's great works. But how now do they harmonize with the Jewish concept of the kingdom of heaven? And that's found in Acts 1, 6. When they were together, and this was after Yeshua was resurrected from the dead. And those Talmudim, those disciples who were round about him, they asked him this question. When they were together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore self-rule to Israel? Think about that. You think that at that point they, they would be mature enough to understand what he'd been talking about through the whole time. But it was not yet. But it was going to be set up at his second coming. Rather than doubt about Yeshua, Yohanan asked for an explanation and an understanding. The emissaries, the apostles, said to the Lord, increase our trust. Have you ever been in a place where you've asked the Lord to increase your trust? I tell you this very honestly and very, very openly. I've walked in my own self-righteousness and thought, well, my, my own trust is enough. But the Lord has allowed circumstances to get out of control, completely out of my control, that I didn't know up from down, sideways from this way, and I was turned inside, inside out and upside down. The Lord allowed that so I would not lean upon my own trust, but my trust in him. We are to be like children walking by faith. Not in ourselves, not in our stature, but in Yeshua. Let's continue. The answer is, it was a necessary inference. Must be drawn to the conclusion that what? That Yeshua is undeniable the Messiah. His works, Yeshua showed him to be the Messiah. In Yohanan 5, 6, John 5, 6, it says, 
This is Yeshua speaking. But I have this testimony that is greater than Yohanan's. For the things that the Father has given me to do, the very things I'm doing now testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. So now we are to confirm our concept of the kingdom of heaven to this reality. It is in and of Yeshua and nothing else. You'll see programs, you'll see schemes, you'll see things go through the body of Messiah. And those are all diversions. It's Yeshua and Yeshua alone. Are we making Talmudim? Are we building the kingdom? His kingdom, not our own. Are we following after a man or a woman because of their personality? Or are we in love with Yeshua, who is first our first love? Let's continue. Every, we have every reason to believe that Yohanan accepted the evidence and drew to the right conclusion that Yeshua truly is the Messiah. Yohanan was, not, was now a man of conviction, and he was not swayed by public opinion. Right now, there's an election going on. Don't be swayed by public opinion. Let the Ruach, let the Spirit of living God show you how to vote. Don't vote political party. Vote as the Spirit of the living God tells you to. And I say that on every decision that you'll be making in your life today till the time the Lord calls you home. Let the Spirit of living God give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding. There'll be opportunities that the enemy brings that look so beautiful and of God. And you'll say, yes, and this brother and sister are confirming me to do this. But I say this to you, be led by the spirit of the living God. Because we're entering the days where deceiving spirits will come. And they will come as what? Angels of light. Prophets and apostles, the most high God. Undeniable with signs and wonders. But part of our Torah reading today was this. Warning the Jewish people that if someone leads you to serve another God and worship him in another form or shape, you're not to have anything to do with them. Now, this is Torah. But you are to bring them before the council of elders and expose them for the lies and misleading that they're leading you into. And the provision at that time was not today, was for that person to be stoned. And you, the accuser, and if it was your mother, your father, your son, your daughter, your favorite aunt, uncle, grandma, or grandpa, did not matter. But you were the one first to gather up the stone and cast the first stone. And that individual was to be put to death. Praise God, we do not live under Torah regulations any longer. Because many people want to go that way. But you can't pick and choose. We're walking by grace and mercy. But you know, God has given us discernment. You have the spirit of the living God that's dwelling in you that will lead you into all truth. Because your calling and your anointing that has come from the Lord has come from the Lord personally to you. And you should walk therein of that. You're not to turn to the left or the right, rise up or go down, but you're to say, Lord, if it be thy will, I will do this. Amen? And that's a synopsis of the life of Yohanan. Because remember this, my brothers and sisters, and I'll end on this very, very quickly. Yohanan, before he was born, his father served in the temple. And an angel of the Lord, it says the angel of Adonai came 
and spoke to him and said that he's been called and I do not want you to cut his hair. I do not want you to give him any wine. He's not to have wine all the days of his life. He needs to serve the Lord and he will move the hearts of the people. This was prepared. Now going quickly, Miriam received Yeshua by the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of the living God. And she was sent to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. And what does it say in the scripture? As she drew down closer to the hill, and as it, when they came in sight of one another, what does the scripture say? That Yohanan, who was in his mother's womb, leapt for joy because he was filled with the Ruach HaKodesh before he was born. And he knew the voice of the Ruach, and he followed it all the days of his life. So I say that to you, my brothers and sisters. Look at John's life and know this, that we're entering times where you're going to have to hear the Spirit of the living God. And you know what? The Spirit of the living God will never divert from the Word of God. Do not be moved by signs and wonders and gimmicks and schemes, but be moved by the Spirit of the living God. And then you'll fulfill your calling and you'll build the kingdom. And as Alan said earlier, we're going through, or David said earlier today, Alan said this from time to time too, and so has many others here. We're dying daily that we may put on Messiah. Not as a put on, but we may put on Messiah and allow his life to be living through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Shabbat shalom.